2: Accessed entry 307.da 0508. Certificate number 32892.
1: Cursive. So today we're gonna to have you try to do cursive writing.
2: Ha <laughs> a joke, right? I will rather like be locked up in a cage with anacondas for an hour. No, I think it's a waste of time in school.
3: I don't want to use cursive in the future ever again. It's creepy, okay? Cursive? No, okay.
1: I was just chatting with your cherubic daughter. Yes. Uh, who is in the second grade? Is that yes? Right? And I asked her,
2: "Do you know cursive?" and she said i'm uh, she said stranger danger i'm not allowed to talk to grown ups she said who are you <laughs> how did you get, get into my get house? out of my room <laughs> daddy <laughs> you said he wouldn't do this anymore
1: <laughs> at her montessori school apparently even in the second grade the kids have to keep a journal
2: in cursive she's been learning cursive and is really intrigued by it a long time before I learned cursive, I didn't learn it in second grade, I don't think.
1: Uh, I think I started in second. I think Maybe. third is now standard, but she's obviously precocious.
2: Well, and she's she really digs it. We sit and write cursive letters to one another all the time.
1: I remember it was a real sign. when I learned cursive, it was a real sign of adulthood, like cuz you yeah. want you you they've taught you how to read and write and yet the grown-ups are using a different fancy right. hieroglyphic. Way. What is going on? Like they taught me this they they taught me a fake one. It's bait and switch.
2: Now do you as a grown up I don't want to jump ahead but do you Let's do it. Do you use cursive or do you do what I do which is a strange hodgepodge of cursive printing scratching you know like I, like my handwriting is it goes from it's like those kids that I it's grew up a, with that that whose parents spoke German in the home and they would when they were talking to their parents they would go from German to English seamlessly in the in, in the middle of a sentence.
1: Your handwriting is like a guy changing into a werewolf and back in a movie.
2: Over and over. So every word, I think, has like two cursive letters, a couple of printing letters. It's
1: like, your password must include a number, <laughs> two cursive letters. A couple of backwards, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, uh, do you? let me ask you this. Do you feel like you're alone or special or rare in this?
2: Do you feel like most people don't do that? No, I think it's the opposite. I would imagine that grown-ups did, did you know, n't most grownups do not use the cursive they learned in school
1: fifty nine percent of people, a vast majority of American adults use a mix of of printing, of manuscript writing, and cursive handwriting. Would you just des- like you
2: do? Would you describe fifty nine percent as a massive or overwhelming majority? Well, it's
1: an overwhelming plurality, <laughs> okay because, you know, th- what that means is there's like eleven percent of adults or something are using, you know something under 20% of adults are using cursive exclusively and something on the order of 20 to 25% are using printing printing exclusively
2: so my mother learned cursive she's left-handed and she writes her cursive with a backwards slant as we have learned and uh, cf trapper keepers she writes in a sort of perfect cursive that if you if you find old homework assignments that she did in the 1940s mm-hmm. Her handwriting is all, almost exactly the same, whereas mine has morphed multiple times. Can you still
1: do the the, the cursive method? Because exa- I can still sit and write the exact cursive letters they taught me in second and third grade because you had to just sit there and write R's over and over and over, and I can still do it.
2: I can do it also, and I love to do it. I'll sit sometimes and write a letter in my perfect fifth grade cursive handwriting, <laughs> which was never perfect. But uh, it does but, not look like plausible at all handwriting when I do it. No,
1: it looks like I'm a fifth grader. You know, uh, I Me look too. like an
2: elementary schooler when I do it. And what I find is, in writing that, especially if you write like a letter, your mind you start to use fifth grade <laughs> sort of phrases, or you start it, like you call people gay. That's no, not cool, John. I, I never did that in fifth grade. I was already very woke in fifth grade. <laughs> no, but you start to kind of think like a fifth grader because the handwriting evokes it somehow. You just start writing poop. Yeah, well, I mean, I, or I just, I become more polite. I become the, the, the... You're uh, deferential to adult authority. It's more formal. I would use simpler words. And, it, and it's, it's all in this kind of mechanical memory. It is very,
1: the, the method, the hand motions that you would use to write in what's called the Palmer Method, that kind of mid-century cursive that you and I learned, uh, is very mechanical. And that it, that's by design, as we shall see. And I think it's interesting that you think it changes your thinking to actually be more mechanical. I, even as a kid, I was very skeptical about cursive and I had, I had to push back against teachers who were like, oh, you know, in the grown up, the teachers were wrong about everything. The teachers were saying, what, you're going to have a calculator with you all the time. You better learn these times tables. Of course, I now do have a calculator all the time time. on my phone. Right. And they would also say, well, people are going to laugh at you if you don't use cursive as an adult. And again, they were completely wrong. Nobody uses cursive uh-huh. as an
2: adult. My my first name begins with a J, which I, I, and a lot of people may share this feeling, but a J is the worst cursive letter. Incorrect. Capital Q. Do you know what the capital Q looks like in
1: the Palmer Method or in Denelian? Um, it's a big, it's a big two. It's a big. Oh yeah, because the top the top doesn't join like you would think a Q should. Yeah, right. It would be very easy for the top to join, but they were just like, nope, it's a big two, like a prank. But you're right. So I have to draw the capital J for Jennings. Wait,
2: and, oh, sure. Of course you do.
1: And it is not, you're right. It is not a, pr- a lot of the capital letters in these, uh, The the main problem with cursive from an aesthetic standpoint is that the capitals are ugly.
2: They are. You know, like a capital G looks like an ampersand. An S, yeah, an S looks like a treble clef. I mean, L is great because it looks like Laverne and Shirley. The G
1: looks nothing like a G. The G you see on General Mills' products, yeah. the, the big blue cursive G. But if if you showed that to anyone and said, what letter of the alphabet is this? It has nothing
2: in common with a G. It's <laughs> almost like a, a backwards G flopped left to right. You know, the worst one is the capital Z. That is a Ugh. ludicrous looking letter. <laughs> <laughs> <It's-> <laughs> Can you imagine if your name was was uh zephrum or something yeah I mean you'd have to write that every time
1: it's the little Z writ large like the the, the regular Z looks just that dumb yeah
2: As well. So, so what, what transformed my handwriting or my, I guess my signature, right? Which is the thing that we write the most often in cursive. It's probably the only thing many Americans write in cursive. Um, what, what changed my life forever was that I started doing a, I started starting my, my signature with, and I don't want to give, this is like bad opposite. This is going to,
1: this is going to let people. People are like, oh,
2: okay. I'm going to start forging his name in a different way. But I started doing a capital, uh, J like a, like a print J. And then starting my cursive handwriting from there. I think that's extremely
1: common uh, for people to, because the little scrawl will just turn into a scrawl eventually. Right. The capitals are what make you you. And again, cursive capitals look awful. Yeah. I think when I was a kid, it um, it was like doing a lot of crossword puzzles you know, there. I, I some part of my. <laughs>
2: what a Ken Jennings. It's
1: extremely sentence. on brand for me.
2: As a kid, doing, doing a lot of crosswords. We're doing the jumble yeah. next to next to <laughs> Croc and Tank McNamara. <laughs> the other kids were out playing with bows and arrows, but I had crosswords. I was to indoors
1: do. with my double crosstic. <laughs> uh, you really saw that uh, there's applications that cursive fails for, and so when my teachers told me it's an adult world of cursive, I would be like, "No, it's not." Adults right. do crossword puzzles, right? And they're not using weird. They're not putting weird cursive Z's in those blanks. I've in those squares. I've seen
2: them. Have you ever received a letter from an older person written in a cursive script you could not decode? <laughs> there have been different kinds of cursive scripts.
1: Do you have a grandparent in mind or something?
2: There are a lot of letters in my family that you know they're boxes of old letters, and some of them are are written in in a cursive so so elaborate that. You have to sit and just really piece together what each word is. Well, let's get into this
1: because this is a lot of what is at the root of our cultural fears about cursive coming or going is whether or not we will lose touch with the past Hmm. if we use a different alphabet than our kids. And it's weird that we used a different alphabet than our kids ever, but setting that aside for a moment, uh, there was a story in the paper not that long ago about a bunch of kids, I guess when you take the SAT test. Uh Uh-huh. SAT test? Yes, SAT test. The ATM machine? (laughs) (laughs) The essay test, as we call it. Uh, You you know, you don't have to, you can write the essay in whatever you want. There's an essay section which you can print or write. But you have to put a statement saying that I did not cheat, I didn't get answers, I'm not part of some weird coast-to-coast thing where I called somebody on the Eastern Seaboard and got the answers to this three hours early and memorized the bubble filling letters in order. Right. So you have to sign a statement and sign your name. And that part does say, this must be an ink and uh, it cannot be printed. Oh. This must be written. And so increasingly, rooms full of kids were like looking around at each other nervously being like, this says it can't be written, but I haven't used cursive in years. I type everything. Do kids learn cursive still? I guess my daughter is doing it, so... In 2010, cursive was left out of the Common Core. Really? Yes. And the rationale was, the obvious one,
2: typing. Oh, wait, I've heard this. I feel like there have been Facebook threads where where not in my backyard, uh, like Generation X proto-yuppies have been yelling about the... The fact that cursive is no longer in curriculum, yeah, curricula, it be, curricula, it, be,
1: it becomes a generation gap and a culture, and a symptom of the culture war.
2: I feel like on that particular day, I wasn't sure what to be mad about, and I and I, I couldn't know whether to raise that flag or not. Maybe I was I was mad about something else that moment. You didn't. Some other Facebook thread or, or Twitter feed had enraged me. The beauty of the internet is you can multitask.
1: <laughs> you can be like, I'm going to be mad about this in the background while I start up a new madness process right here with this new post.
2: I was mad at anti-vaxxers and <laughs> didn't have time to be mad at anti-cursifers.
1: It's true that you're not going to die of measles because you don't know cursive. It's, so a, they it's just, a low urgency problem.
2: They took it out not because they felt like um, that there was something bad about it, just that it was superfluous. In a world where everybody's typing with their thumbs.
1: That's right. Uh, You know, the whole reason cursive exists is because it's nominally a faster and more efficient way to write. Faster. So, uh, and cursive predates English. I mean, the ancient Egyptians had a cursive script. That's why there's demotic... Uh, Egyptian. It's a, it's a way of writing their symbols.
2: Demonic Egyptian is It's Kersen?
1: essentially, it's a way to write their symbols with the letters joined up. So, so you we can, can just
2: eliminate one third of the Rosetta Stone. It doesn't even need to be there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, one third of the Rosetta Stone. You can. Uh, it's just like, come on. You can wallpaper it. You can, <laughs> uh, you can do a peachy folder and draw dicks on it. Uh, in English, there have been multiple ways of joining up writing. Um, in the 19th century, from the middle of the 19th century to a Sometime in the 1920s, the dominant mode of cursive was what's called Spencerian mm. writing, mm-hmm. not named for the poet Edmund Spencer, but for some handwriting guru named Spencer. Uh, it's it's a very graceful, fluid. The shapes are all based on ovals, mm. and you can immediately picture this if you think about the Ford Motor Company logo sure.
2: or a can of Coca-Cola. It's beautiful, but it has an awful lot of filigree. It has or- little curly cues. Imagine the C's of a Coca-Cola can. So it doesn't seem... Faster, really, but, but certainly more fluid. Like, putting pen to paper, you would feel like you were sort of ice skating across the page. So you think it's pleasurable, It's pleasurable I guess, in a yeah. way. And maybe it's better for
1: your hand. I don't know. Like, when you write, you do have to make a lot of jagged angles. And I guess the idea of Spencerian script is...
2: Well, this is what I mean about it activating something in your mind or your memory. If I'm writing an angry letter, you certainly write it differently than if you're writing a love letter. And I think that's like Spen- that Spencerian script would inspire one to more uh, sort of posy. It's for love letters. Yeah, and for just like dearest
1: Agatha. Can you imagine writing a letter of complaint in that beautiful script? <laughs> I like, say Dear so. Delta Airlines.
2: <laughs> you have utterly failed again.
1: I had a window seat reserved <laughs> last month. <laughs> I've written that letter so many times, but it's always like
0: Delta Airlines.
1: Yeah, typing is has an angry sound, right? right? The sound of
2: it's also like, yeah, yeah, right. The angrier you
1: are, that's like vermin coming for you or something. You know, that's something in your crawl space.
2: I have found that when I'm typing with my thumbs on my phone, some angry letter, the frustration of typing with your thumbs, typing quickly with your thumbs. Adds to my fury because you make you make mistakes that you have to back out of or You're auto like, autocorrect. Or, I am so man. I had a window seat, ah! and the, it, it, it 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 increases the rage of the of the whole experience. Whereas if I had a if I had to dip my pen in an inkwell every three words, I feel like I would by the end of it, I would have talked myself out of my rage. I would have been like, "Oh, I see. I'm sure it's very difficult for you." Yeah,
1: I feel like the rise of of. Uh of marijuana use and other drugs has been a result of not having any inkwell to chill us out, mm. you know?
2: Although this is a common misconception that non-stoners have about being stoned. And stoners you know, will promulgate this misconception I think too. they help perpetuate it. Which is the same way that Seattleites talk about it raining here all the time when in fact right now it's 84 degrees and hasn't rained in six weeks. Stoners talk about being stoned as being a state of chillness. But in fact, it is a state of heightened anxiety. It may vary by the stoner. Well, and by the strain of pot, but, but weed produces a lot more anxiety than people are, are willing to admit. So they need to go back to the inkwell. That's what I'm saying. If you really want to chill, if you're just sitting and want to chill, brah, get your quill pen out. (laughs) (laughs) Write a, you know, write a letter of congratulations to somebody. I do not find
1: quill pens. Maybe it's just, I don't have the, I, I never learned. I do not find them stress reducing really? because I spatter ink oh. and that's like a permanent problem.
2: But didn't you just say that you and your daughter were, uh, your daughter, Caitlin, our lifelong patron of the show. Whom
1: we take pains to mention just as much as her brother, because I love them exactly the same.
2: Um, weren't you and she just monkeying around with some old calligraphy brushes?
1: We were—that's true. Did, we mentioned this on Omnibus, I think. But we were drawing with them. We were not. Oh, we see. were not writing beautiful uh, letters of complaint to Delta Airlines in kanji. That would be even.
2: <laughs>
3: that would be even yeah. better.
2: <laughs>
1: I'm sure they. I'm sure they'd get somebody on the case to
3: translate it right away. get two pounds of ground beef and two packs of bacon absolutely free, plus $20 off your first box when you visit butcherbox.com/iHeart or use the promo code iHeart at checkout. That's butcherbox.com/iheart or use the promo code iheart at checkout. So let's talk in a second about some of the
1: things you've mentioned that you know cursive might be better for speed, it might be better for uh, thoughtfulness. Um, because there is, these are arguments that got brought up and there's research on a lot of this stuff. But before we get to that, let's skip from the graceful ovals of Spenserian script to the kind of workmanlike weirdly designed mid-century handwriting that you and I learned. Right. That is not Spenserian script. That is the Palmer method. And in fact, it was a shot across Spenserian scripts bow when Palmer invented his new (laughs) script. Uh, the the uh, rationale for the Palmer method is uh, pretty problematic now when you look at it. The idea I think was that Spencerian script was too pretty; it was mm-hmm. a little suspect. Those Coca Cola letters, a little light in the loafers.
2: Are you saying that it was that this was part of a of a overall policy to combat homosexuality in the schools? Maybe femininity. But is that was that a was that problematic or was it an attempt to uh, make it more? class equal. Was the, was the Spencerian script uh, like a high class thing and now we were, we were making a, a sort of more equity?
1: Okay, yeah. It, it does democratize writing, but there's also kind of a dark side to that. The idea of democratizing writing was to assimilate immigrants oh,
2: yes. better right.
1: and to be able to reform delinquents.
2: I'd probably take it into Indian schools as part of a, a general process of like eradicating all other languages and ways of thinking.
1: Palmer's theory was that Spencerian was all wrong. It required hand motion, which was ergonomic. Er, er, the word ergonomics probably didn't exist, but that it was ergonomically wrong that you would be
2: writing with those oval swirls. You know, it's a little masturbatory. This might have been part of a this might have been part of a general project to keep kids from playing with themselves. Pretty much every 19th century innovation, <laughs> whether it's
1: shredded wheat or the in- internal combustion engine was all about, will this reduce <laughs> masturbation or not. <laughs>
2: And Clearly, with shredded weed, the answer is yes. I'm afraid that in the long in the long haul of history, masturbation wins again. <laughs> so,
1: so the idea with the Palmer method was that uh, it was it was muscular. It was for the new efficient. Oh yeah, the new efficient industrial age that you'd have a row of efficient clerks writing in unison, and they would not be doing this frilly thing with filigree with their hands. I
2: feel like this is absolutely demonstrating my point. They right? would all be moving their forearm.
1: You know. In unison, right. in, th- a way to in a regimented way. To put people on the moon
2: one day.
0: Yes,
1: exactly.
2: Calculating like rocket trajectories.
1: Our new business lords deserve this kind of efficiency <laughs> from their little men. Because again, you know, printing is not widespread. You still need an army of clerks to, to write out a lot of stuff longhand. And this is circa? Uh, the Palmer Method uh, in the 1920s. I see. So typing and printing is like coming soon, the Palmer Method is made obsolete very quickly by the availability of typewriters and printing. But, but it come, it's post-Bartleby,
2: right? He would have been Spenserian.
1: Yes, Bartleby would have been, but he wasn't writing anything famously. Sure, of course. His, his preferred script was <laughs> not to, not to <laughs> script. <laughs> so you have all this uh, rhetoric about the Palmer Method at this early 20th century time about what a powerful hygienic effect it would have on America's wayward youth if they could just make these simple, muscular letter forms in their writing, there really was a sense that you could remold a generation if they would just do their R's and C's correctly. And it's not all that different from what we talked about on the Pledge of Allegiance shows, Mm -hmm. where there was a lot of worry in the classroom about getting these kind of suspect kids, many of whom were now immigrants, in these bustling city classrooms, to sit and do what they are told like we used to have to there was even a patriotic angle to the the idea of writing in cursive in, in the new american way in the new american century
2: can you imagine what it would be like if kids still had to do what they were told <laughs> are you are you in favor of this <laughs> i don't know i'm i'm not sure if i should be enraged about that today or not
1: i mean every single parent you know just dreams of wait what if <laughs> What if I would just tell my kid, don't throw your stuff on the floor, the hamper's right there, and they actually did it. That'd be amazing.
2: I mean, it's like pornography for me to visualize that. I'm like, oh my
1: gosh, that would be so great.
2: Well, now, what's interesting is this period that you're talking about, the 1920s-ish, was just about, this is concurrent with the rise of the typewriter as a, I mean, the 1920s is the, typewriter was invented in the late 1800s, but it was only in the 20s that you had Uh, standardized it to the point that it became, it was starting to become a useful business tool.
1: It was the day they put the percent sign over the five. Everyone was like, that's it. I think weirdly it was the invention of the shift key. Oh, what would you have to do before? Did you have two separate keyboards?
2: I think it was you uh, had to write all your capitals uh, in in Spencerian pen. You just had to yell.
1: (laughs) You had to take the paper out, switch to a separate typewriter that had the lowercase letters, and start typing again.
2: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. That seems like the type of thing I should know, but because you know, as a as the resident expert on typewriters,
1: do you own a, how many
2: typewriters do you own, John Roderick? I own five typewriters, including one that types in cursive.
1: That seems high. Yeah, I've seen those IBM Selectrics where you can put in the cursive
2: font. No, this is this is a manual like a like a briefcase typewriter that you were meant to take on vacation when you went to Italy and you would and sit and write cursive love letters to your.
1: And look at the idea that a, a virtuous postcard home would have to be in cursive, that people would be offended if they got a typed letter. But if, if there was a certain slant or connectedness to the font, then the, emotion, the emotional effect and the, the, the social impact would be totally different.
2: It's strange how much the cursive typewriter accomplishes, like it makes the typing more elegant, but also weirdly impersonal. I think it, it would- makes it look bad. That it would be, that it would be an attempt to make it seem more personal when in fact it's still typewritten.
1: I mean, one problem is the letters are still fixed width, so even you know if, if I was writing in cursive, a W would be much you know, a cursive W would be much wider than my cursive lowercase I. I see. Whereas sure. these things, the typewriters can't do it, so the I is floating in a mass of weird kerning, right. even though it's joined up to whatever's before and after it.
2: Weird kerning. Oh, weird kerning! Continuous problem.
1: I was going to say Weird Kerning was a, a band name, but it's really more like a blues musician, right? Yeah, Oh, blind
2: <laughs> Weird Kerning. <laughs> the thing about kerning is it is it is the bet noir of so many people. I'm sure futurelings listening to this program are probably divided into like two whole separate societies based on whether bad kerning affects them or not.
1: It's definitely a. Uh, I think it's become. I used. I'm someone who is very tuned to typography I think but I feel like now it's just a world of kerning virtue signalers yeah
2: there are a lot
1: who have learned that it's fun to complain about fonts or you know gross gr- the grocer's apostrophe do you know what the grocer's apostrophe is Whoa. that's like when it says carrots but there's an apostrophe before oh, the s <laughs>
2: You see that so much that really does
1: bother me. It does it does seem like it's a slur against grocers though. Like we
2: Yeah, what the hell? Grocers
1: would, are just regular people. We we couldn't call it the Irishman's apostrophe. This so. is the
2: problem with uh, with autocorrect. All that I sent a text today where when I looked at it after having sent it, they took away a, a necessary apostrophe as part of autocorrect and you looked illiterate. You're just constantly looking dumb. You know, and then you have to send that follow-up text which is like Here's the word I meant to send. And everybody knows what that is. I don't know. Th- that has little to do with cursors, <laughs> but everything to do with how difficult it is to communicate. Little might be generous. Uh,
1: I think you're right in that uh, this was the dawn of typewriters. I think what happened here is that the Palmer method was a little closer to the turn of the century. You know, I see. Spenserian died out in the mid-20s, but it was because of this massive boom in the Palmer method taking over educational theory 10 years before.
2: And was it meant to also train the mind? I mean, is that part of the because educational theories as you know consistently overreach. Yes. And so was it meant to create a more ordered exactly. thinking?
1: Yes, I think that's what. It's not just that these people will sit and do what they're told. They they will want to wow. because we have trained their brains with this rigorous slightly better designed, slightly uglier but more efficient
2: Everything, everything turns to eugenics eventually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was one and of And then we <laughs> can kill the people that can't do the backwards G. <laughs> Turn them into Soylent Green.
1: It's controversial at first because people are so invested in Spenseria. And of course, now there's decades of documents in a script that's now obsolete, so you can see the resistance. But it immediately catches on, as so often we see on the omnibus. World's fairs are to blame. The Palmer Method wins the gold medal at two different world's fairs, the 1915... Panama, Pacific Exposition, and then some later sesquicentennial in
2: uh, Philadelphia. The gold method, or I'm sorry, the gold medal of what? That is an excellent <laughs> question. <laughs> so the gold medal for agriculture?
1: Every World's <laughs> Fair. It does make it seem like World's Fairs have a lot of discretion yes. in what they give gold medals to. Yes. Because nobody, no, nobody held an event, right? Nobody was like... Uh, let's see if anybody will invent a new system of cursive at this world's fair. Nope, didn't happen again.
2: I mean, every time you pick up a bottle of olive oil, there on the label, there's <laughs> like all the prizes. Yeah, won the gold medal at the St. Louis Exposition.
1: When I was a kid, I was always mystified by the A1 bottle. Not
2: uh-huh. only is
1: it square, which is not correct for a condiment bottle, but it, it actually says, you know, it looks like a whiskey bottle, but it actually says, like, boy, we won the 1808, 1888, uh, you know, Order of quality at the Baltimore
2: <laughs> Exposition. Yeah. The, the most vinegar-like of all condiments.
1: They're really coasting Vinegar on uh, and A1. Ketchup. I mean, I realize now that it's an intentional old-timey look oh, sure. that they're connoting some kind of age and and stature with that. But at the time I was just like, man, A1 is coasting. They haven't won anything since <laughs> the 1890s. <laughs> anyway, so the World's Fairs put their dubious stamps of approval on the Palmer method. And that's more or less what we used. Uh, yeah.
2: You would have learned cursive writing a few years earlier than me. I started learning it, I guess, in 1975. And across the top of my classroom, there was a big banner. Gotta have the banner. That had all of the cursive letters, you know, written across a three-bar, uh, sort of musical notation. The middle one's dotted yep. for some reason, but it is. You got to just, it, it's there, but you can't. It's, it's not as good
1: as the other two. That's don't right. get me wrong, but it has to be there. You're just going to cross it. It's just <laughs> there to let you know. Some letters are going to cross it, like the T's going to cross it. We don't care.
2: But your lowercase d had better be under that mother.
1: <laughs> the F will go above the the dotted line and below the descender for some reason. Well, that's fancy. We're just okay with that.
2: So now this is what's interesting about the Palmer method because there are a lot of residual fancies, right? Like the capital G is pretty fancy given the capitals, the capitals
1: still look fancy. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the Palmer method right now.
2: Is this an opportunity to say how much I don't like the lowercase r? I just feel like something else could have happened
1: there. The, 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 uh, lowercase r is quite a bit better in the Palmer method than in Denelian, which is an even more streamlined method of the Palmer method that I would have learned in the late 70s and early
2: 80s. You would have learned Denelian?
1: Yeah. Uh, and so Denelian is an even more, you know, an even more enlightened new educational theory to modify the Palmer method. We mostly think of the Danelian today as having, as for its second alphabet, the Denelian method comes with a second alphabet that is half writing, half printing. It's kind of like the letters are not joined up, but they mimic the strokes of cursive the idea being that they make it an easier transition for students moving between writing and printing, because again, oh, so you is,
2: learned Denelian,
1: and if you look at Denelian, you can see that the Palmer Method R is actually a little bit better. The Palmer Method R looks kind of like an R because the it doesn't go back to the floor. Now, whereas could, the Denelian R looks like an N, it goes back to the floor.
2: Could th- could it be that the 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 difference in our ages? It is. Look at this. Denelian was introduced in 1978.
1: So we're are we on different sides of the Danelian yeah, d- so, d- apostrophe so, vibe? So you
2: would have learned Danelian and I would have learned original Palmer. This is why we don't get along,
1: man. I'm a you're a Palmer kid in a Denelian world. Well, I can
2: barely understand you <laughs> even when you speak, but I absolutely learned uh I absolutely learned Palmerian.
1: So well look at the look at the Danelian R. It's it's even worse, I think, than what you would have learned. It
2: is. I don't like it.
1: The capital letters uh I mean, to me, the the Palmer Capitals look, look very spaghetti-like. Yeah, they're, they are They're all over
2: the place. They're kind of sprawl all over the page. They swirl around. There's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of duplicated territory, right? You go up and then you come back down along the same line and you swirl over here and then you come back down along the same line. It's the problem
1: with cursive is you've got to get back to a starting point. Even if a letter would leave you somewhere weird, nope, cursive's got to get you back to the starting point for whatever the next letter is. Right. So weird new curly cues and what are called the monkey's tails of Danelian. Monkey's tails. Have to be introduced. Yeah. I don't know if that's a cute thing for kids. But you got to get back to the line for the next letter to start, whether it makes the letter form look weird or not.
2: Um, when you look at, a, word, when you look at a, a whole paragraph written in Palmer, I do find it very pleasing, but it might be that, I, that, it's, that it's sentimental.
1: To me, it looks a little bit old-timey and Mad men Like it looks like a, a Better Homes and Gardens ad. From, it does, uh, yeah. And I like it more than Palmer, which to me just immediately takes me into a schoolhouse.
2: You're talking and, about Denelian.
1: Sorry, Denelian, which which immediately kind of takes me into my own schoolhouse as a kid.
2: Yeah, Denelian looks looks like it's, uh, primitive. It's Spartan,
1: it's right. functional only. Yeah, um, and they really don't care. Like those. I mean, the Palmer capitals at least have some grace, even if they're very weird and very loopy. These are so minimal as to be almost useless. Like they they're they're in some uncanny valley between printing and writing where they look machined. And they're not artistic at all.
2: Now I'm I'm sorry because now I'm really fascinated by this. It's you know it's rare in the omnibus where you'll come up with a topic where I'm like, tell me more. You don't. Oh, is usually, it rare? Usually I'm just like, usually, oh, how how soon till I get in the bath? You're, you're with the listeners. <laughs>
1: it's
2: like when is Ken going to
1: stop talking about dinosaur bones? <laughs> the Danelian system, by the way, named for Donald Neil Thurber, who decided he would name it after his middle name. And his first initial. That's why the the apostrophe is is just made up. He Denelian. Denelian is short for Donald Denelian, I guess.
2: Did he? It did does he, look like an
1: alien, like you know, from Galaxy Quest or something. Look out for the Denelian Alliance.
2: Did he do it because it was attractive to write the word Denelian in Danelian? Can you find an example of? I'm writing it right now. Let's Danilian, see. Denelian. Apost- no, I
1: mean it looks awful because two capitals together. I mean, it really bothered me as a kid that you couldn't write in all caps anymore because I liked, uh, kind of maybe just coming from seeing engineering blueprints or something. Like I knew that neat orderly capitals looked
2: really good uh, and you just can't do it. I'm looking at your handwriting right now on a piece of paper where you have made some notes.
1: Are you a graphologist? Are you going to tell me I'm a a liar or a, uh, a glutton I I, I do not I'm need to look at your handwriting closet. to
2: know that you are both a liar and a glutton. <laughs> no, but you write almost entirely in printing, and there. You, but your your you know your um, your letters are connected, but only out of necessity. And you write it, an uh, awful lot in in pure caps. More,
1: I, I almost always write in pure caps. So when you say you write in a mixed, you write in a mixed manuscript.
2: I I do the thing where within a word. Uh, there's an awful lot of like, why is that a capital
1: letter? Like, even if it's a double letter, you'll like, okay, it's a capital N, and now it's a small N. Who cares?
2: But like, uh, the word something here, my M and E are connected cursive, my T and H are connected cursive, but I and G are all printed.
1: I'm not sure if podcasting is the right medium for us to be describing small samples of each other's
2: <laughs> handwriting. But like, <laughs> this is fascinating. Here's the word wonderful I've written and O N D E R. Are all written in cursive, connected. One, but W and full are 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 printed. It seems like every Y. You
1: did. You turned into the Incredible Hulk in the middle of the word. Roar. You were
2: Bill Bixby at the start and Lou Ferrigno at the end. I guess we both would say that we write in a combination. But really, we're really our chicken scratch is. Mostly printed capitals. (laughs) Like
1: people. Well, that's what happened in the SAT. These kids who didn't know what to do would end up just kind of writing their, I did not cheat on this SAT, sir. And then they would go back and kind of join up the letters with little lines because that's, that's a high schooler who does not remember cursive. That's their impression of what cursive writing is. And the whole thing was, the whole thing was bananas. This was always just based on tradition. Um, when, when, When you think about it, it's pedagogically weird that, you would take these kids who had just learned to write and like a year or two later, you would be like, hey, what if there's a whole new system of letters? <laughs> we'll put them above the chalkboard. It's so true. Just kidding. Now you have to do these.
2: <laughs> Here's a harder kind of way to write.
1: And a weird, uh, you, you mentioned your mom's very graceful handwriting. One weird side effect of how we've started to teach handwriting younger and younger is that women are believed to have better handwriting because women learn fine motor skills sooner And so now that we do it in second and third grade, uh, you have girls writing nice cursive and boys holding their pen the weird John Roderick way. Right. Like a caveman writing awful cursive.
2: Girls writing very nice cursive, uh, dotting their eyes with little hearts. Little hearts. (laughs) Although I have to say,
1: my daughter does not. Like my daughter, you know... Even though my kids learned very rudimentary cursive in the post-common core world, they still know that it's some sign, some entree into adult world. Right. So they, and, and that's how you, mom and dad sign checks if they ever write a check. Right. So they still want to have a signature. So they'll sit and try to make cursive letters, but it's, it's like watching, um, it's like watching when you watch something in animation and you can tell when it's been sent to the house in Korea to animate because all the typography suddenly turns weird, like. It's, you know, these, al- this alphabet is being written by someone who does not use the alphabet. That's my daughter's signature.
0: Have you always wanted to learn to play an instrument? Maybe you've even tried at some point, but gave up because you felt lessons were too expensive or that you just didn't have the time. Thankfully, there's Musician. Musician is the fun, easy, and affordable way to learn guitar, piano, bass, ukulele, and even singing. Start. That's unlimited access to thousands of lessons, exercises, and songs on as many instruments as you want for two whole weeks. Just go to musician.com slash start. That's Y O U S I C I A N dot com slash start.
2: You saw my uh my my daughter's little note that said, I am excited dash nervous. Yes. And it was written in a kind of cursive
1: script. The letters were not joined, but yeah, they were kind of
2: cursive
1: Danelian-e letters. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, but so, Kay- Caitlin, your your daughter is like proto goth. She had better figure out some elaborate script as part of her part of her like uh, nascent goth culture. I guess. Do
1: you think that will still be a signifier? Like we associate it with. With romantics, but we're associating it with like Shelley and Keats. Like those references are gonna be 200 years out of date. Do you remember remember all
2: all the goth girls in my experience all uh, wrote with purple pens too? (laughs) Like the ink was always a different and more morbid color.
1: The thing you and I have to grapple with is that writing does not exist for students in that way anymore. Like the purple pen is not an option because you are just typing your stuff into Google Docs. Kids are passing notes in class with Google Docs. Not in my class. Well, the teachers can't stop it because. Everything's collaborative now. They and-
2: can't make your everybody put their phone in a bastic.
1: Uh, my son will text me from class, but in most classes at a certain level, everybody's got their laptops up and they're working together in Google Docs and they can just type each other notes and they can say awful things and there's no paper trail.
2: I just want this all to end. Can't we just get, when does the EMP wipe all this out?
1: As as an angry dad, you are looking forward to the cataclysm. (laughs) So a lot of, and a lot of, a lot of, there's been a lot, as I was saying, there's been a lot of pushback to the, to the vanishing of cursive because it really articulates this point in the culture war that the kids are wrong. The kids have lost some sign of class and fanciness from my era. And, you know, I don't want to say this is a, I don't want to say everybody who likes cursive is a, is a Trump supporter, for example. It's, it's not a particular movement. Right. But it, def, it co- does come from the same root cause that things were comfortable and pretty good when I was a kid and I learned this but now the world seems changed and scary for reasons both real and illusory. And I don't like that. We need to get back.
2: As someone who struggled in writing, my handwriting was always criticized. My method was always criticized. Like your, your cursive? My cursive, my, the way I held the pencil. I was always being, I mean, I'm, I'm just old enough that, I'm sorry, I'm just young enough that no one ever came by and hit me with a ruler Right, like if I were ten years older, you I think that
1: by I think they would have hit
2: me with a ruler. <laughs> As it was, they you know they tried to be um, constructive, but I was always in trouble and writing was painful for me because um, you were holding your pencil I was wrong. Holding my pencil wrong, but I loved to write. I was motivated to write, and the, and learning typing was a real uh, was a real gift to the me. The words could flow out of you in a way they couldn't before. And you know the thing is, I took typing twice and I got an F in typing both times. Because as soon as I learned, to as soon as I learned the mechanics of typing, I would sit in the back of the class and just write, just free write my own thoughts. And I was meant to be writing out of a book like the the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. And so at the end of every class, I was supposed to turn in this stuff. And I would turn in my. <laughs> you would turn in your. Uh- just my fantasy stories or your, your poems about dragons. You know, I used to sit and make lists like the twenty-five, li- the rules of Roderickism that will be in- instituted when I f- when I write into Paris at the head of a yeah. column of text. And the teacher was like, "This
1: does not say cease the case of Charlie's <laughs> cashews."
2: Does not thirty <laughs> times. It does not, and so I swear to g- I swear to you, I got an F both times, but I loved it. I would go to typing just so thrilled and spend the whole class just. T- 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 and we, we talked about this the other day. I mean, I can type about 60 words a minute, but you at one point said you could type 90 words a minute.
1: It doesn't sound plausible to me, but when I took a typing test to try to get a cushy office job on campus when I was in college, typing stuff up for for, for professors, uh, I got the job immediately because they were like, you you beat 90 words a minute on the, on the typing test. Wow. Which seems weird, but you know, if you grew up on an Apple II in your living room, as I did, you got good. And I was, at first I was a very fast two-finger typist. Right. And finally I had Mrs. Wambacher settle me down in typing, her typing class on an IBM Selectric and taught me where the home keys were. And I got even faster.
2: I Um, mean, I'm a typist who just developed his own technique, like I'm sure is true for most people. Like my fingers.
1: Do you use your index fingers for every letter or do you actually? No, no, no. I
2: use, I use all my fingers, but, but I don't. But i don't have the I don't have perfect technique.
1: I think I, there's one letter I still do wrong. It's either h or y. I use the wrong hand, and Mrs. Wombacher could not ruler it out of me, I guess.
2: you know Sean Nelson, uh, our friend and f- singer of the band Harvey Danger, uh, was the features editor for The Stranger for many years, and he would often write. 20,000 words a week, you know, 20,000 words in an, in an issue, 30,000 words. He was just writing like all the. Seattle's word fountain. Yeah. He just, he would, he wrote the entire entertainment section and he types with three fingers, like the index finger of one hand and the index finger and thumb of the other hand. Is he fast? He's incredibly fast. I mean, he just writes, he just writes so much and, and so articulately, but he has this, I mean, you know, he could be he could be grievously wounded in an industrial accident and it would not wow. affect
1: it would have to be the right seven fingers that's true have, he's <laughs> gonna have to be very careful as, the, as, as cursive has become a cultural volleyball the arguments have swung both ways on typing you know there's the speed argument that we always heard in school right the cursive would be faster do you believe that's true I cursive? mean it's, it's sort of not faster than typing no do you think it's faster than typewriting or than than hand, than
2: uh, printing no otherwise we would use it instead of this like this what, what quick if we're just printing, lazy we do
1: here, right here. Let's let's uh, right. let's stopwatch you. All
2: right. Quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. All I'm, right. What am I writing? I'm going to
1: say go, and you're going to write the omnibus. Okay. Okay. I, I, are, are in you, cursive? Do cur- let's do cursive first. All right. And you yell when you're done. All right. Ready, set, go.
2: I mean, I, it I immediately dissolves into like. Blah, 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 blah.
1: But just write it like you were going to write. Okay. it. All right. Ready, set, go. Again, podcasting perfect for this. He's writing. Done. You just wrote the omnibus, but it took you seven seconds. Yeah. 7.1 seconds. Okay, now just write the omnibus. Print it. Red, yeah, print, sorry. Ready, set, go.
2: Done, mm, done-ish. 5.1. That's yeah. two seconds faster. But the problem is that the second one is less intelligent. Let me see. Well, because I just, the, definitely things like omnibus. You, but you didn't even, the, the bottom one's not really printed. I mean, well, it's the only, I mean, I don't, it's, this is very hard to do. Could
1: you write in 10 discrete letters, um, the Omnibus?
2: Ni- okay. Let me do this again. All right, Ready, go.
1: set, go. T-H. That, that was your melded script.
2: Omnibus. Okay.
1: Okay. That's slightly faster. 6.6. But what you just found is that your mixed lettering, printed and writing is faster than either.
2: It and- is, but O, so M-N-I-B in my style of writing, it just dissolves into like. Blah, blah, blah. You've
1: invented a single letter for MNIB for all the words that have <laughs> MNIB. It's like it's like shorthand. Well, it's for just, all the words that have M N
2: I've become one of those adults order. where my my handwriting is really not legible except to me. That's not true. I suppose you could sit as a stranger and read this. You
1: can kind of some part of your brain knows as you're writing. If I make the O and the M and the S clear, this can have a squiggle in the middle, and it's pretty much honest, you're, you're not consciously making those choices, right. but that's kind of what your brain and hand are doing, I think. Um, and I think the, the studies show what you just proved, which is there's not a big legibility difference when they make people print versus write versus mix of both, but mix of both is faster than either print or write. Right, mix and, of both. Yeah, and cr- mix of both.
2: Mm-hmm. That's But, but, it, but it was, it's it M apostrophe <laughs> yeah, My middle name was <laughs> Ixaboth because
1: I'm a demon. From the pits of hell <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, the uh, and so and often the advantages are said to be the other way that um, actually, the good thing about cursive is that it slows you down. you know you're, you're talking about how typing just freed your inner um, poems about wizards and dragons sure uh, there's plenty of research now showing that people students who take notes in handwriting, longhand, either printing or writing, they'll retain information better than the people that are typing. Interesting. Because typing's just too easy. Sure. You're putting less thought into it. Some part of your brain can kind of automatically be a stenographer without having to think about it.
2: Well, you know, I was a ninth grade Marxist-Leninist. So uh, (laughs) I was, you know, learning all that stuff, but I didn't really... You should have loved the Palmer Method. I didn't really retain it.
1: And there's the argument that it helps find motor skills. We don't teach sewing and carpentry and stuff anymore in schools, handwriting was kind of the last thing that taught kids hand-eye coordination, although surely there's Minecraft for that.
2: Well, let me ask you this. You and I, when we take notes to do our program, both use pen and paper mm-hmm. because of reasons, right? I mean, there's, we're both sitting in front of computers. We're looking at things on computers and then making notes on pen and paper.
1: We're the last generation for sure that will do that until, You're saying in, that, until
2: the EMP saying that, that that young people today would look at something on a computer and have a separate sidebar that they were taking
1: notes. Yeah, the idea that, and, and even I do, like today I'm going off of typed notes. Okay. I don't. Sometimes I have handwritten
2: notes. I'm about 50-50. I'm 100% handwritten notes. I If I'm looking at some, and I, this isn't like my dad who printed out all his emails, <laughs> but like the idea of, of going between multiple, multiple screens for the same task, I just find it easier to like take it out. Take it out, put it over here. Yeah,
1: I love the fact that it's just going to be a thing. Yeah. A, a thing I can hold and do the show from. I don't have to exactly tab between it. I think we're the last generation that's going to have to worry about that, except that Cursive is kind of making a comeback in oh. recent years and in even months. Uh, and so it's become a political punching bag. Um, it's
2: making a comeback where?
1: Well, in twenty sixteen, uh, a couple southern states, Louisiana, Alabama, you know, some here they go. Right. Some <laughs> some guy at a stuckey somewhere found out that his granddaughter didn't know cursive. And Listen, no offense to people out. in
2: the South. We love people in the South. We make fun of everyone equally. But mostly but come on. <laughs>
1: You guys keep making it so easy. Some guy <laughs> at a Waffle House finds out his granddaughter doesn't know cursive and flips out on the floor of the Alabama what State the Senate. What
2: yep and the and
1: So, like when Louisiana passed a law putting cursive back in the curriculum in 2016, there were cries of "America!" in the chamber. Oh, nice. Because it be,
2: really? Uh, Is that no, nice? No, <laughs> no. I mean, it's, when I say nice, I mean, wow, insane. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it becomes tied to patriotism in a weird way. And maybe not the Palmer method, this will turn out our new generation of Americans, but more of a backward looking, now they can read the Declaration of Independence oh, kind of a vibe. Weird. You know, like they're going to do the old timey stuff that we did and have our heritage. I don't know if you know this, but in the South, heritage Heritage, means several things. (laughs) (laughs) Right, I understand. In Alabama, the similar law was called Lexi's law and it was literally because some dude had a granddaughter named Lexi and who couldn't
2: couldn't write cursive and he was flipping out. So maybe this is why I didn't know which side of the Facebook argument to land on because I was reading all these comments and was like, wait a minute. Who is the virtuous side here? Heritage? Is that what (laughs) we're really talking about? But it would seem that the transition to uh, not being able to write cursive would be completely ecumenical. Like, right. Like not... It does not not seem ideological. How do way. you put an ideological spin on it? But I guess that's the great thing about it a heritage a, argument. Right, it
1: becomes whoever plants the flag first. Right. Whoever says, we are the party of, in this case, cursive.
2: Because the, because uh, the the left could just as easily say that cursive is... Is classist or is exclusionary? It, it's difficult for immigrants. You know, you could make the exact same. You could make the opposite argument. Or the, the opposite. The, the, Palmer, argument. You, the Palmer made, yeah. Right.
1: Or or his argument, uh, and there, you know, there's a lot of research on this stuff. But as as cursive opponents, if there is such a thing, has pointed out, a lot of this research gets provided to lawmakers and media by Zayner Bloser, the mm. outfit that now produces all the learned Anelian Resources to schools. It's a company. Yeah, it's a textbook company. Zainer Bloser.
2: Zainer Bloser. Another demon from the eighth level.
1: <laughs> so they're like the evil Tyrell Corporation of <laughs> of the cursive world. Uh, there was a failed attempt in Washington a few years ago to get cursive back in schools.
2: Why did it fail? Uh, Nobody cared.
1: <laughs> I think for on ideological grounds. Uh, you know, there's a I see a Republican state senator quoted as saying, "Part of being an American is being able to read cursive writing." Hmm. Just f- flatly asserting Do agree? <laughs> something that seems to be a little nuts, but okay. And once you've done that, you've drawn the culture war line. Right. And then you, all the good Democrats have to be like, well, actually in the modern age, typing, computers, digital children of tomorrow. Is there nothing that cannot be politicized? It is sad. Um, because I kind of see both. I feel like it should be up to the kid. Like if a kid enjoys beautiful cursive letters. You
2: cannot leave it up to second graders, right? We, because none of them would (laughs) learn their times tables either. Like you do.
1: They would just have Jolly Rancher stuck in their hair. You can't, you can't let second graders decide what to do.
2: The thing is I'm always, I'm always trying to teach her that she does need to learn to add in her head. She does need to learn to memorize her times tables because you don't always have a calculator. Oh, John. That concludes cursive entry 307.DA508, certificate number 32892 in the omnibus. Futurelings, in the unlikely event that you are consuming this show, transcribed into the Spencerian cursive. Why would we do that?
1: Well, it wouldn't be us. You don't think we're gonna leave it on scratched on a gold record in no, cursive?
2: I think we're gonna leave it however we leave it. But but four hundred years from now, the Patriots or four thousand years from now, the, <laughs> the like the sons of the white cursive <laughs> America. <laughs> yeah, right. The the marmosets that that uh, that decided that cursive was the thing, all transcribed every omnibus into Spenserian cursive as a as a like a part of their Heritage. Do you remember when you could, at the end of a TV show, you could
1: order a transcript of the TV show? Do you remember that? You could for a transcript. Send a self-addressed stamped envelope to Jeopardy. I know. I don't think it was Jeopardy, but it was certainly like Larry King Live or whatever would send you a printout of their show for some reason.
2: Well, what's um, what's incredible is if it was so easy to do, why? Why are there not transcripts of every episode of the Omnibus? There should be. It should be giant
1: tone. That's that's the service we should put. We should find whoever was doing it for Larry King Live in the late '80s. They they probably have some free time now, and they can be uh, they could be in charge of producing a cursive Spenserian version of every
2: uh, entry. That does seem unlikely, <laughs> but it's entirely possible, future marmosets, that you are uh, that you're reading this transcript, and in which case you cannot hear. How my voice is soothing and deep and resonant and Ken's voice is
1: like that of a marmoset. Maybe yours is in Spencer, beautiful Spenserian and mine is in uh, Workman like <laughs> pal, uh, Palmer method. You, be, you can tell the capital cues. I'm sorry, the capital cues are so ugly. We yeah. will try not to do any shows about anyone named
2: Quentin or Quimby. My cues are quite beautiful. Uh, you can come yell at us or love us, shower us with praise at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Omnibus Project. <clears throat> you can go to at Ken Jennings and at John Roderick to enjoy our witticisms. You can uh, come hang out with me on Instagram and see how I'm letting my beard grow right now at this moment in your distant past. I think it ages me. Do you think it ages me? The longer my beard gets, do you think I look older?
1: No, the longer the, someone with a very long beard looks super young to me. Mm-hmm.
2: Long gray beard? Like Gandalf, for example. <laughs> like, what is that guy, like 26 tops? Uh, please email us at theomnibusproject at gmail.com. Go to our Facebook fan group, The Omnibus Futurelings, where there will be thread after thread devoted to cursive writing as soon as this show is aired or our- airs arguments about it probably a lot of arguments a lot of you know, a lot of people saying ma and other people going her and then there'll be one guy that's like why do they disparage the South <laughs> uh, please email us uh, um, copies of your own cursive except that one guy who keeps sending us beautifully calligraphied letters yeah this is this show is all the encouragement he needs <laughs> to get another three or four <laughs> of those in the mail. He the, writes us beautiful letters that, that, are like, uh, that are joke angry letters, right? Like that yes. you would write to Delta Airlines.
1: I want him to start doing the thing where, do you remember in old-timey letters when, because paper was scarce, they would write in checkerboard fashion, like they would write vertical lines crossing the horizontal lines of text. Have you ever seen this? No. Yeah, in old-timey letters to reuse paper, you would write a series of horizontal lines and then you would write vertically as well, crossing them. And the idea is you could turn the paper and read the vertical ones as well. I guess I have seen this, but I do not it's been go- see how it would work. It's been gone for 100 years. At the vertices, it can get a little weird. Yeah, I see. But generally, your eye can just get used to the horizontals, ignore the stripes. Right. And by turning the page, you get twice the paper.
2: Oh, the paper shortages of yore.
1: So if papers are, uh, yeah, if there's another paper shortage in your time and you're, you're back to, you're back to cursive, I would try that.
2: If you want to send us something, if you want to send us copies of your, your long-dead grandparents' Spencerian love letters, you can do so to P.O. Box 55744, Shoreline, Washington, 98155. Listeners,
1: from our vantage point, in your distant past, we have no idea how long our civilization survived. The fact that we're fighting over things like cursive handwriting is not a hopeful sign. No, it
2: suggests we're at the end
1: We hope and pray the catastrophe we fear may never come. If the worst comes soon, this very recording, like all our recordings, may be our final word. But if providence allows, we hope to be back with you soon for another entry in the Omnibus.